Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's episode of Everyday Truth. We are in the middle of a letter that Jesus wrote to a church in Ephesus many years ago. But don't let that fool you because that letter that John actually penned, Jesus gave to the church at Ephesus is a letter that he gave to you and me as well. And we better learn its lesson because if we don't learn its lesson, we're doomed to repeat the same mistakes that this church, this great church made. Look at verse number four again of Revelation chapter two, where the Bible says, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. We talked about what that means to leave your first love. But watch now how John gives them, Jesus through John, gives them a way by which they can get right. And that's what grace does. Grace always gives us a road home. Grace always gives us the way back. And and watch uh, that in verse number five, where Jesus says this to the church, remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen. So the road to recovery begins with a trip down memory lane. Hey, remember what it was like? Remember those early days? Maybe the, uh, the prodigal son. Remember the life you lived in the house of a loving father. Remember that? Hey, there's a way to get back there. A part of repentance is to go in my mind's eye to that place where I was, that I need to get back to. So remember is the first step, he says here in verse number five. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen. And then he says this, and repent. So to repent in the Bible literally means to change one's mind. Metanoeo is the word. It means to radically change one's thinking. Now, here's the point. The point is that repentance will inevitably result in a change of direction. So repentance, in essence, means a change of mind, but it's always an important an implication that that change of mind will change my direction. True repentance will show up in a change of direction. Just like true faith, faith is not works, but true faith will always show up in works. We're not saved by faith and works. We know that, but we are saved by a faith that works. See the difference there? So remember and then Repent, have a radical change of of thinking. Uh, Now that you've heard my word, says Jesus, now that my word has come and revealed to you things about yourself that perhaps aren't that pretty, now change your thinking. I'm not going to change my thinking about you, said Jesus. You're going to have to change your thinking about me. So remember, repent, and then watch what it says in verse number five. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent and do the first works. So I would say it this way, remember, repent, return. Remember, repent, return. Well, what do I do? I've been away from the Lord. 
How do I come back to God? I've not been to church in forever. Uh, how do I recapture what, what I once was? I've been away from God for so long. I don't even know where to begin. Well, the Bible tells us, remember, repent, and come back to those first works, those early days. What were the first works? Uh, telling people about Christ, spending time in his word, being faithful to the local assembly. Just get back to that early place of simplification. It didn't have to be a crazy, complex, 25-point list of things that I have to do to come back to God. Just come back to what it means in those early days to sit at the feet of Jesus. So remember, repent, return. Then the Bible says, or else. Did, did your mom and dad ever say that to you when you were growing up? Hey, you need to do this or else. Clean your room or else. Or maybe on those long family vacation trips when you and your brother couldn't get along in the back seat, dad would say, hey, you guys settle down or you guys get along or else. Authorities have the right to say or else. Why? Because they have the prerogative to to discipline us if we don't follow them. So what Jesus says is, hey, church, you're working hard, you're doctrinally pure, you're hanging in there, but you've left your first love. You've got a motivation problem. You've got a heart problem. Okay, so you need to get back in your heart and your mind to where you used to be. Remember, repent, return, or else. Or else what? Well, watch what it says now in verse number five. Or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. So to this church, Jesus says, hey, start doing the things that you're doing for the right reasons. It's not that they were doing the wrong things. No, I think ostensibly they were doing the right things. But they were doing the right things with the wrong motivation. They were just doing church for duty's sake. They were hanging in there for self's sake. But they had left their first love. And Jesus said, it's time for you to recapture your motivation, uh, to recapture your why. You, you're doing the what of ministry, but you need to recapture your why. Or else, or else what? Or else I will remove thy candlestick. What in the world does that mean? What that means is I will re remove your status as a local assembly, as a church. Remember, the church is the candlestick. And so I am not going to use you as a body of believers to testify of me if you're not testifying of me. If you're just doing what you do robotically, if you're just doing what you do mechanically and not out of a love for and a devotion to and a worship of me, then you really don't meet your purpose. You're not fulfilling your mission. Therefore, I take away your status as a candlestick. I mean, you can call yourself a church. You can have the nice fancy sign out front. You can put your, your advertisement on Facebook or back in my day in the yellow pages, 
But, but that doesn't mean that you're a church just because you're saying the right things and and doing churchy things. And just because you have a building and have an apparatus in place, and just because you've been around for 30 years, doesn't mean you're a church. You're a church. If I say you're a church, in other words, we ought to be infinitely more concerned about what Jesus says about us or let me just say it this way, we ought to be infinitely more concerned about what Jesus knows about us than what we purport ourselves to be or what other people say about us. So this is a huge or else. Jesus wants your heart. He doesn't want just your service and just your money, just your energy, just the expenditure of your gifts. Now, Jesus wants your devotion your motivation, your heart. My son, give me thine heart and then let thine eyes observe my ways. With my whole heart, I have sought thee, David said to the Lord. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. God's concerned about your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. I wonder, have you given God your heart in a fresh way? That's what Jesus is aiming at here with the church at Ephesus. Look at verse number, oh, let's see, verse number six, where the Bible says, but but this thou hast. So after this stern rebuke, the Lord offers, tempers the rebuke a bit to say, okay, now I will give you this, this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. There's been some debate about who are the Nicolaitans. If you break down the actual word itself, um, it means to conquer the laity. And what some people believe is that uh, the the uh, the Nicolaitans were those that that were the early kind of papal type religion, where you had a class of. Uh, teachers and uh, kind of an uh, apostolic class of people in the church that lorded over the laity of the church. And almost like you have two different statuses in the church. That could be. Some believe that the Nicolaitans were those that uh, countenanced immorality. It's not a big deal to commit adultery. It's not a big deal to live like the world around you. It's not a big deal to engage in the immorality of the temple of Diana or the temple of Aphrodite in in, uh, Corinth. It's not a big deal. Uh, We don't know exactly who they were, but whoever they were, uh, the the church at Ephesus said, no, we're not going to take part in that. And we're going to stand for what's right. So here's a church that knew what was right. They practiced what was right. They looked good on the outside. They had been faithful for years but they were just struggling with heart matters and how important it is for us to learn that same lesson. Now, verse number seven, he that hath an ear, now we're gonna find this as thematic among all the churches, but let's let's look at it carefully here. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, notice the capital S, this is talking about the Holy Spirit, what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Now, that's interesting because obviously Jesus is speaking through John to this one church. But what's the intention? The intention is that other churches, like the six other churches of Asia Minor, and other churches like your church and my church would listen in. 
Remember, in chapter 1, John is writing to the seven churches. Here in chapter 2, he's speaking directly to the church at Ephesus, but as at the end of this letter to Ephesus, he said, now all the churches need to hear this because what is true of Ephesus can be true in your life, can be true in your church. So we need to have an ear to hear. What does that mean? Well, that means that we, we can have right information. We, we can know the facts of the church at Ephesus and the problems, but having an ear to hear means I have, I'm bent to do something about it. I'm not just hearing, I'm listening. I wonder how often we go to a church service or we open our Bible or we attend a Bible study or even listen to a podcast like this and we, we hear the word of God, but we're not listening. We're not listening to apply it, to, to let it change us, uh, to allow the word of God to have its full effect in our life. And what, what uh, John is saying here at the behest of Jesus is, hey, listen to obey. Listen with an attitude to change. So he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Because anytime the Word of God is preached, anytime the Word of God is opened, we know that it is the Spirit of God who is the divine author of Scripture, the Spirit of God that uses the Word of God to change the child of God, you and me, to become more like the Son of God. That's what the process of sanctification is. So hear what the Spirit says. Then in verse number seven, to him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. What a great incentive. And Jesus said, hang in there. Get your heart right. Serve me with that first love fervor again. And in that process, as you are overcoming, remember we overcome by our faith. Who is he that overcometh? But he that believeth that Jesus is the son of God. As you get back to your first love, as you get back to the overcoming victoriousness of the Christian life, Jesus said, there's great incentive. Uh, you spend eternity with me. Uh, I, I one day will reward you in the paradise of God. Uh, it's, it will be worth it all. So hang in there, yes. No right doctrine, absolutely. Study and memorize your Bible. No doubt we should do that. Don't quit. Those are all good messages. But at the heart of all of it, hey, Fall in love with Jesus all over again. Check your heart. Listen to what God said to a church that was suffering from second generationism. And let's capture that first generation heart for the Lord Jesus. I hope that helps today. I hope that, uh, that that'll minister to your heart. And I'll see you again next time as we look at a brand new church. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.